turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. The God of Israel, defender of Zion. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview, and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let's pray as we celebrate another day with the Lord. Avinu Malkeinu. Our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and thank you, Father. And Lord, we trust in you, we rest in you, and Lord, you are our everything. Our lives are dedicated to you, and so we truly are to be a light, a light to the nations. So, Father, pour out your Spirit upon us. Give us a great day. Give us a great time as we look at your word and and the things that you have done in our lives. So we bless you. We thank you and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Okay. Well, I am uh, still praying uh, for a Hanukkah miracle. Those of you who have heard me the past few weeks know that our Shoresh David Tampa location is seeking to raise a a ridiculous amount of money because we saw this place we really would love to buy. But unfortunately, uh, in fact, our goal now went from five million to six million. Of course, if you don't have one million, it really doesn't matter. But um, but God can do anything. And so we put it in his hands and we just let people know. And and there you go. It's uh, so uh, I keep praying from Exodus 15, 7. You bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, the place, Adonai, that you made for yourself to dwell in the sanctuary, Adonai, which your hands have prepared. Amen? Okay. Well, let's uh, just mention to you that the first night of Hanukkah is Sunday evening, the 22nd of December. So it's right around the corner. I pray that many of you would like to know more and to celebrate Hanukkah. And so we've prepared a 30-page booklet. Uh, We call it our Hanukkah Haggadah. And the purpose is there are eight nights of Hanukkah. This allows you to celebrate all eight nights. 
the cost is $3, but look, if you don't have $3, just call us and we'll send it to you. But uh, we'd like you to get a number of them so people can have them in your family as you celebrate. And we have on our website, if you go to our website, the Hebrew and the English. So if there's something you can't do uh, because you don't know Hebrew, you can follow along as I do it and also sing along with some of our worship leaders various songs that are in this booklet, but you might not know the tunes. Okay? (laughs) Well... Having spoken about Hanukkah, let's talk about Hanukkah. Hanukkah is probably one of the best-known Jewish holidays, mostly because it's at the same time as Christmas, right? And many Jews think of this holiday as sort of a Jewish Christmas, um, because there are a number of customs that are similar, like the gift-giving, the decorations, and what in the past few years have been come to known as the Hanukkah bush. (laughs) Okay. However, the root of Hanukkah, actually, the story is a fight against spiritual and cultural assimilation and the freedom to worship God. So yet, it's it's weird because it's become the most assimilated secular holiday on the Jewish calendar. Now, is this a biblical holiday? Should we celebrate it? First, let's look at a little of the history, then we'll come back and answer those questions. So approximately 325 years before Yeshua, Alexander the Great conquered Syria, Egypt, and Israel, but allowed the lands under his control to continue observing their customs and their religions. Everything was so good that many Jewish people assimilated into the Hellenistic culture, the language, the customs, and the dress. Does this sound familiar to anybody? (laughs) Like what Christians have done in the United States today, right? Even believers have assimilated into secularism as their biblical standards have been lowered so that they can seem more normal, right, to those around them. This includes how we dress, what we watch on TV, how we speak. Well, let me talk about that later. Let's go back to the history. (laughs) So Antiochus IV came into control and he began to oppress the Jews. Again, if you're looking at today's world, we're seeing more anti-Semitism and we're beginning to see more oppression as well. But at any rate, he put, uh, Antiochus put his priests in the temple where they sacrificed pigs on the altar. And he made it against the law to practice the Jewish religion. And finally... He even started killing Jews. Mattathias and his son, Judah Maccabee, led a revolution, and after many tough battles, the fact that nobody thought that these Jews could beat this mighty army, the Maccabees still won. This was all God. We know that, right? They went to rededicate the temple. It found it a mess. According to tradition, as recorded in the Talmud. Now, the Talmud, remember, is that commentary on scripture written by the rabbis. 
So, and this was at the time of the rededication, there was very little oil left to light the menorah, which is the candelabrum, okay? And that was in the temple. There was only enough oil to burn for one day, yet a miracle happened, and it burned for eight days. An eight-day festival was declared to remember this miracle. Note that the holiday commemorates the miracle of the oil, not the military victory. And I think uh, that would be true because Jews don't glorify war, right? Okay. So, is Hanukkah in the Bible? Yeah, it is sort of, but not really. The only verse in the Bible that talks about Hanukkah is actually in the New Covenant. <laughs> John 10, 22 and 23. Now, your scripture might write, uh, your translation might read, uh, then came the Feast of Dedication. But actually, the Feast of Dedication is Hanukkah. Hanukkah means dedication. So, as we read John 10, 23, we say, Then came Hanukkah. It was winter in Jerusalem. Yeshua was walking in the temple around Solomon's colonnade. So, though Hanukkah is mentioned in the Bible, really nothing more is said about it in Scripture, and God never said, Celebrate Hanukkah. So, but the first Hanukkah happened around 164 B.C., uh, which is part of the what we call the intertestamental period. Now, that's the time between the last writings of the Hebrew Scriptures and the appearance of Yeshua, which would be the beginning of the New Covenant. And so this is known, as I mentioned, as the intertestamental period. It lasted from uh, approximately right after uh, Malachi, about 400 years before Yeshua, to the preaching of John the Immerser, about 25 years uh, A.D. So because there was no prophetic word during this time period that God seemed to be silent from Malachi to John, some people refer to this as the 400 silent years. Now, much of the information on Hanukkah is actually found in the book called the Apocrypha. Now, the Apocrypha actually is a selection of books which were published in the original 1611 King James Bible. And these apocryphal books were positioned between the Old and the New Covenant. These 15 books are still part of the Catholic version of the Bible. But when you speak to people in the Protestant faith or even the Jewish faith, you will find that those uh, books are not there. Um, they're not considered part of canon. They're not considered part of the Bible, which is kind of interesting because you would think what is called a Jewish holiday, Hanukkah, would be in a Jewish Bible, but it isn't. And the books of First and Second Maccabee are in the Apocrypha, and they tell the story of Hanukkah. And uh, so I think that's, uh, there's a certain irony there, an interesting thing. 
However, there are holidays we celebrate, like Hanukkah, that are not mentioned in Scripture, but we have great meaning and we attribute great meaning to them, well, like Christmas. Nowhere does it say to celebrate Christmas in Scripture, but it's done to celebrate the birth of Yeshua, which is very meaningful, obviously. Look, you have a choice. You can celebrate a holiday with a secular heart or a spiritual heart. We shouldn't lessen the importance of a holiday because many people see it as secular. Remember what I said last week about Kavanah, the intention of the heart? I believe that is that God is looking at Kavanah in us, the intention of our heart. So as believers look at some of the themes of Hanukkah, and you'll find these themes in your Haggadah, your Hanukkah Haggadah, which you're ordering, um, these important themes, I'll give you some of them. I, I have five themes for you today. So the first one is deliverance. God delivered the Maccabees, and they received their freedom once again. Secondly, cleansing. They had to cleanse the temple, and obviously we are to cleanse our temple. And you know our temple is our body, right? Our mind and our spirit. Number three, dedication. The, as I mentioned, Hanukkah means dedication. And they had to dedicate uh, their temple, and we need to dedicate our temple to the Lord. Number four, light. So this is often called the miracle of lights or the holiday of lights. And uh, the miracle is that it lasted more than one day. And we know that Yeshua is our light, and our light is a reflection of his light. And as he gives us light, we have to pass that light on to other people. Amen? Okay. I hope I heard a resounding amen out there. <laughs> Number five is servanthood. Now, this is a really interesting thing. It'd be a fun thing to ask your Jewish friends. Why on menorahs is one higher, one, one um, candle higher than all the others? And why does that candle light all the others? So listen to this and think about it. On the menorah, as I mentioned, one candle is higher than the others. This is actually called the shamash. Now, shamash means servant. So we call this the servant candle because it lights the others. This candle gives light to all the other candles. You don't use other candles to light the other candles. You only use the shamash. Okay? Uh, Yeshua modeled servanthood for us. In a sense, he is that shamash, that servant leader. We've been called to serve. God serves first, and then we are to follow his example. The more we serve, I believe, the greater our blessing from God. Now, these words, these five uh, um, themes, 
are all related to each other. And they're also related to our walk with the Lord. So first of all, we're delivered, right? And when we're delivered because of our thankfulness and our love for God, we want to cleanse ourselves by not sinning any longer. Once we have cleansed ourselves and we stop those sins that, that are, are so difficult in our lives, we actually become closer to God, and so we dedicate our lives to God. And once we dedicate our lives to God, people see a light in us, and we become a light to the nations for God's glory by becoming a servant. So you see how all these five come together? Let's look at these five themes a little more deeply. First of all, um, deliverance. Well, deliverance in this case, in the Hanukkah story, was from the Romans who represent, in this case, sin and the world. Hanukkah is about being delivered from sin and death. Amen? And we read in Romans 12, 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The will of God is for us to be delivered and set free, right? We see that in John eight thirty four. Yeshua answered them, Amen, amen, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now the slave does not remain in the household forever. The son abides forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Amen? All right. So when you've been delivered and set free, you want to remember and celebrate the Lord, who he is and what he has done in our lives, right? So the second theme we talked about is cleansing. And we see in 1 Corinthians six nineteen, or don't you know that your body is a temple of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, who is in you? whom you have from God, and that you are not your own. For you were brought, bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Right? In order to do this, we need to be cleansed. And one of the cleansing scriptures that I love so much is Psalm 51. Right? Verse, starting with verse 12, Create in me a clean heart O God and renew a steadfast spirit within me do not cast me from your presence nor take your Ruach HaKodesh your Holy Spirit from me restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit then will I teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you when we are cleansed and people see the cleansing that God has done with us, it gives us the ability to speak to sinners, to people who don't know the Lord, and to see them turn to God. This is an amazing promise in God's Word, and it should really motivate us tremendously, right? Number three, 
as we look further into these themes, dedication. And when I think of dedication, you got to think of the temple that was dedicated, Second Chronicles 2.4. Behold, I am building a temple for the name of the Lord my God, to dedicate it to him, to burn before him sweet incense for the continual showbread, for the burnt offerings morning and evening, on the Sabbaths, on the new moon, and on the set feasts of the Lord our God. This is an ordinance forever to Israel. Well, you see the importance of dedicating the temple, right? But we, as you know, are dedicating our temple. And interesting, I I just throw this in in this verse. It talks about the Sabbaths and the new moon. Remember last week I talked about the new moon and said most people aren't aware of it. But when you usually see the new moon, you also see a scripture about the Sabbath. And so I believe that we are to celebrate the new moon. Anyway, we're to dedicate our lives to the Lord in order to obey the Lord and offer up our time and talents and celebrate his appointed times. Though Hanukkah is not an appointed time, meaning it's not in Leviticus 23, God doesn't say um, celebrate Hanukkah forever, but it is great. It's a great reminder of who God is and what he has done for us and what we need to do in response, which is to dedicate ourselves, our body, our mind, our spirit to him. Now, number four is a light. As I said, this is often called the celebration or the festival of lights. And the menorah, as I mentioned, uh, is a candelabrum, but it has nine kind of branches for candles. And traditionally, as I mentioned, the one candle is higher than all the others. It's called the shamus, meaning servant, and it lights the other candles each night. So though most Jewish people who don't recognize Yeshua don't see this concept of the higher candle serving the others by lighting, uh, it's a unique and wonderful picture of Yeshua, our Messiah, bringing us light. He is the highest yet servant of all. You know, as the candles are lit by the shamas, we understand our light comes from God. We understand as one uh, of us receives God's light, the room gets brighter, right? And the more candles or the more of us that are being lit, so to speak, by God, there's a brighter sense around us all. And that's how we become a community of light, of encouragement to each other. You know, I've run out of time, and so uh, we're going to have to continue this next week. We just ask that you come back and uh, um, enjoy Hanukkah with us. So let me just mention that uh, if you'd like to purchase the Hanukkah Haggadah, the booklet, the 30-page booklet, which will help you celebrate. And it'd be a great thing to give to your Jewish friends, by the way, and celebrate with them. Boy, you will. And and you can, as I said, you can go to our website. You can hear the, uh, the various 
um, songs and blessings, and and it'll blow them away. So uh, definitely do this with your Jewish friends. Please uh, contact Karen at 813-831-5673. And as many of these as you want, we will get them out to you the day you call. So please definitely call. And uh, again, if you can help us with a financial gift, that would be fantastic. If you want us to uh, be speaking at your church and set something up with your pastor, again, call Karen at 813-831-5673. I pray that you will grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.